Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we are going to talk about Christians <laughs> and how we should act. So um, kind of in the, the last episode, we were touching on various things about um, universal something, I believe, was if I release these in order. And talking about how we are on earth as Christians and how we act and carry ourselves and how we treat the world and things like that. And so we kind of wanted to um, move this into a place of how we should act. And um, there will be an overlying um, uh, idea of uh, virtue also, which is, is something we'll talk about. And, and I'll have Tom explain in a minute. But when you think about how Christians should act. And um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday uh, about uh, that had uh, presiding Bishop uh, Michael Curry on it, and it was a youth one, but nonetheless, and the uh, podcasters asked Bishop Curry, how, uh, what is the role of a youth minister? And um, for towards youth, and his response was, uh, to show the youth Jesus, to show them Jesus. And I thought that was a great answer. Um, uh, Father Shelby, each time I asked him, <laughs> what do I do? And his response was, love them. And, um, you know, I think both of those are great responses. But how as Christians should we act? And I, I guess I'm, I've just realized I'm pointing this towards acting towards others. But it's not only just how we act towards others, but let's start there. So, Tom, when I ask you how should we act towards others, what's, uh, what's your first thoughts? Well, I'm just channeling what I learned from youth ministry growing up, <laughs> which is we shouldn't smoke or curse <laughs> or drink beer. <laughs> and, uh, and then we're good. <laughs> Don't. Those are all don'ts. Yeah, that's that's something. Oh. I, that's something I realized um, in in I was writing the other day, and that was the focus. They were all don'ts. Don't do this. So, um, Everett, what about you? When you talk about how, what what are your thoughts? We lost Everett. Fell out of his chair. I'm, I'm uh, sorry. I'm back. I, you were smoking and drinking, <laughs> cursing. I had a, I had a, I had a drink of, of coffee in my mouth. Sorry. That's okay. Sure. Right at the second he got asked a question, he took the drink. <laughs> so, uh, did you hear what Tom said? Uh, we were basically going, um, "What do we? How, how should we act?" And towards others is when I said what I. Uh, kind of alluded to to begin with but um tom said we shouldn't drink smoke or curse <laughs> and also no sex before marriage all right it's all the don'ts yeah what are your if thoughts tom, tom must be a fun one to have at parties <laughs> that's right let's play bible categories again gang <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right tom you know, um, so I think I think I think you know certainly in the, um, 
religious world that that we grew up in in, in Oklahoma is that how should Christians act? It tends to be more of the things you don't do, right? There's the there's a checklist of the things that you're not supposed to do, and I I think we focus a lot culturally in Oklahoma on on that checklist, right? Right. The only but time- the real go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. The real answer is is that as Christians, we're supposed to act like Jesus, and we're supposed to uh, do the traditional acts of Christian devotion, which include taking care of the poor, you know, daily prayer, love your neighbor as yourself, treat people like your neighbor, that whole, all of those parables and teachings of Jesus. Right. Well, and I think, and, and, and you know, there was uh, someone I heard, they give a, a sermon, you know, we might remember the bracelets a few years ago, you know, probably two decades ago. What WWJD. And, and she suggested, she, you know, she didn't have any issue with it, but she said, you know, the, the thing that we, that we miss on that is, is watch what Jesus did. And, um, kind of the question of, 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 you know, we should act like Jesus, but do we spend the time actually reflecting upon what Jesus did? Hmm. Or do we sort of just spiritualize him into this figure that's, you know, impossible to, uh, I don't know. To, to me, the question is not what do, how do we act, but how do we train ourselves to act that way? Hmm. Right. Right. I was talking it, with. Go ahead, Jeb Moore. No, go ahead. I was talking with, um, and just reflecting in my own life right now. In that regard, is is when when you um, when you work in ministry, I've found myself, and I'm saying that just maybe you can relate, but it's it's just life. It, it doesn't. You don't have to be in ministry for this to apply. But you know, I'm I'm moving down the road in the effort to teach and educate and you know be there and things like that and i found that i'm down this road so far that i i I feel like i've gotten lost from myself and how i should act um and i'm not spending enough time reflecting on my how i'm behaving in relationships or how i'm acting towards others loving my neighbor and things like that um, because I've got this excuse card of oh I'm just down the road doing this and educating and teaching I'm doing the right thing and and uh, and I'm consciously going back now and going ooh I need to sit and think about this and make sure that you know I am looking and reflecting on the life of Jesus and how he responds to others and 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 am or should or am I seeing that in my life or are others also Oof, that was a tongue twister <laughs> does that make sense yes. That's a good question, Justin. I think it's a are, tra- trap we can fall. Keep going. Are they seeing it in your life? <laughs> I hope kidding. so. <laughs> yeah. I kind of worry that sometimes my family doesn't see it. <laughs> you know, they're the they're the ones who are who we come home to, right? 
And, right. um, and so they, and since we, you know, you kind of come in and Everett and I've talked about this over coffee before you kind of come in from work and again, you don't have to be in ministry. This applies to everyone. You come in and you bring all this baggage, this yoke that you carried home from work. And if you don't unload it before you walk through the door, they are easier prey to unload it all on. Whatever happens, you walk in and there's clothes everywhere. I mean, just stupid stuff that sets us off, right? Um, and so, um, I, I mean, I've been reflecting on that, and, and I'm reading um, Everybody Always by Bob Goff right now. Just, just this guy is just such a fun read <laughs> if you've never read a Bob Goff book. Um, and uh, he talked about how you can love anyone for 30 seconds, and um, and it's just the idea is like when you get into a place to where you want to respond out of anger, out of whatever the response calls for, that's a negative response. Give it 30 seconds, you know, take a break, just give it time and something like that. And, and so I'm, I'm attempting to apply that in itself. And, and of course he related it back to Jesus some way. So anyway, that's, that's one thought and one story and how I'm kind of working towards that. What else? The problem with that, though, is if you're in ministry and say you're wearing a collar, especially you have that constant reminder around your neck that you're supposed to act a certain way. And and it's a a day, it's every minute reminder that um, people are watching you and you're representing something. But when you go home, you want to. Be yourself a little bit, relax a little bit, take the collar off, you know? And so it's hard. But the truth is you have to act the same there that you do everywhere. Right, right. Um, so to me, the answer is to not put on the show out in the world. Yes. You got to be the same everywhere. So one uh, about a week or so ago, I was out eating Mexican food Sunday morning after church. And I looked, and there in the table behind me was a family that was newly visiting our church, and I knew they were coming from the evangelical world. And I had thought to myself, man, I'd really like to get a beer to go with this, you know, with the salt and the lime. <laughs> and I thought, oh, gosh, I better not, because, you know, they're, they're coming out of that, and that'll make them think we're terrible. And then I thought, nope. As soon as I thought that, I have to order a beer now. <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get six beers. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not falling into that trap again of, of putting on a sh- putting on a show, being dishonest. There's nothing wrong with having a beer with my Mexican food, um, because if I didn't have ten beers, that's a different story. But one beer with my lunch, you know, Jesus drank wine. He turned water into wine. He was called a wine bibber. And if we're supposed to act like Jesus, I have to drink this beer now. I have to. It's my moral obligation as a Christian. He was and known I, as a drunk and a glutton, right? Right. So I did drink it, and I enjoyed it. And guess what? They came back to church. <laughs> you know, I have... I well, have and, and, you know, yeah. I... Um, there was someone I had... Talk to but she she was a youth minister and this was um this was right as sort of the 
the whole social media thing was was really becoming uh, prevalent. And, and the, the you know the big question was how do you keep your kids safe um, online? And and there's I mean there's some some legitimate questions about you know online safety. And she said you know but what I try to stress to both the kids that are in my youth ministry um, and the parents is that what you want them to be is truthful online. Ooh. And so don't be a different person online than you mm. would be, you know, um, you know, anywhere else. And, 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 and I think that, that when we look at social media, one of the downsides to it is, is that it gives us a sense of anonymity or um, that, that we, we can, you can almost create, you know, a, a, a fake, persona online if you if you so wanted to and i you know and i think that's just a a, a, a you know a danger of of that medium interesting that's that's a good info um i appreciate that so justin yes tom <laughs> but back to my original question <clears throat> how do you how do you get them to behave that way how do you get people to behave differently? That's the question. We can talk all day long about how we behave. Okay, so I think that I mean I think that comes from our example, um, which should point to Jesus. And I say that because of this. Um, I hear your beer story in the Mexican restaurant, and I see it as a disarming um, of something that was previously held belief, thoughts, idea, whatever. And if you, um, I, I, I kind of feel weird talking about this and I can't explain why, but, um, when you, if you have met this family, okay. And you have previously pres presented yourself in a manner, you know, that's loving and caring and whatever else, whatever you do next in that regard <laughs> with a beer or something like that. I mean, they look and go, Oh, well, Hey, look at that. You know, and that's your example. That's being who you are, um, and and not faking it, right? So um, I don't love this explanation. Uh, so let me let me go a, a different route with this. In a sense, to, uh, so I remember and recall preachers being these pinnacles of faith that were held on pedestals. And I was supposed to achieve what they, <laughs> you know, the level of faith and, and um, how they carried themselves, which was impossible. Now, whether this was their doing or the community around me or wherever this came from, I, I could never get to it. And so what do you do when you continue to try to do something you can't? You keep failing and failing and failing. You give up. You're like, forget this. This is stupid. How can I do this? So I think... The most powerful example is just be real, being real, admitting struggle, admitting, you know, you can't do this all the time and do that. And that comes through relationship uh, because everyone can look at everything we do, you know, in a sense and, and judge it right or wrong or do anything they want to with it. But in the reality, we have to decide that this is who we are and this is we want to point to Jesus, but we're human. We're not going to get there. <laughs> so if I, think, if, I, if I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, maybe change it just a little bit. Sure. It's, it's not, it, you know, the question is not just, you know, be, 
you know, who we are. Cause if, if we're a jerk, right. You, you don't. Yeah. I don't like that either. Thank and, you. Keep and so I, 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 the, the, is that, is that moral decision takes practice. Oh, good. Good. And, and, and so this is, you know, I mean, we studies, we know from studies that, uh, once, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know. I have something in my throat. You know, if this has never happened, but if, if I sat there and go, you know, I, I I've got this thing that's coming up. And so if I just take $20 out of the offering plate, like, you know, they won't really miss it. It's not that big of a deal. And then, you know, the next time it's like, well, you, you, you know, and then suddenly, you know, we call it sort of the slippery slope, but, but, the opposite is also true is, is that once you begin to practice something, it becomes nor, more normative to you. It's sort of like when you buy a new pair of shoes, mm, right. you know, at first they can kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable. They're not, they're not oh, really yeah. your feet, but as you begin to really walk on them, suddenly it's like you've broken them in. And that's a little bit what, you know, Christian behavior is like is, is that, you know, you've got to you got to try it on for a while. That's good. That's good. I, I I appreciate you taking back the be who you are because that sounds like the you know be true to yourself thing, and that's not what I mean. But it's an idea of like where you are in your place of faith. You've had your shoes on for a while. They are more comfortable. Be comfortable in your shoes while always striving to achieve more. Does that sound okay? Yes, but <laughs> yes, but so that's that's what it, the practice that Everett's talking about is is explaining exactly what virtue is. Um, if you want to to read a whole book on this subject, that's amazing. After you believe by N.T. Wright um, was published. I don't know, it's about 10 years old at this point, probably, but it's called Why Christian Character Matters. It's a subtitle. And he gives the example, this is how he, he explains virtue by um, giving the illustration of Soli, Solenberg, Berger, Berger. Yeah. And he says that... I don't know what you just said. What did you just okay. say? Solenberger, you know Berger, Solenberger, What? You know Sol the movie Soli? Yeah, oh, Soli, 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 yes. Solenberger, okay, or Berger, yes, yes, I yes, can't yes, remember. Yes, yes. So he said, that is what virtue is in the ancient Christian idea. So Soli, birds hit the plane, he just took off from the airport, he lands in the Hudson River. But for him, if you listen to the recording, he never got stressed out. This wasn't an emergency. He didn't freak out. He had practiced everything, as Everett said, practice. He had practiced this. So many times that it was almost routine for him. He knew exactly what to do and how to do it because he had had the virtue of practice. And we think that virtue is when this, when all the crap hits the fan, you can make the right decision. But the only way you can do that, you can be like Jesus, is because you've been practicing silence. You've been practicing through fasting. You've been doing all the Christian disciplines, giving alms to the poor. The practice is what changes you, um, and it's it's not one big decision made in catastrophe. It's a thousand small decisions made over a long period of time, 
so that when the disaster hits, it feels like it doesn't feel big. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and well, so it becomes, that, and it just, and, and, and it's like it becomes second nature. So you, it's, it's not about finding some superhuman strength to make the right moral decision, but you've been practicing how to make moral decisions for so long that when a big one comes along, you know, you, you've had practice doing it for so long that you, you know, and because, you know, it's sort of like if you go and you haven't worked out for a while, you know, and you sit there, oh, I'm going to go there, I'm going to hit the gym, <laughs> and, and you kill yourself, and it hurts, right? Yep. <laughs> um, but, if, but if you do it on a consistent basis, I mean, yeah, so there's, there's, there's little pains, little hurts that come along with it that's sort of a, a good part of it. But but you're you're not likely to just sit there and and be unable to 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 move um, because you've been you know you've been you know bench pressing for you know a couple of months now and and so what do, what do you bench, dude? Right. <laughs> but when I grew, I didn't hear that growing up. I grew up in the evangelical world. I know we've said this many times, but what I was told is the way you change your behavior is you renew your mind. So you fill your mind with scripture and all this knowledge, and that'll change your behavior. And we get it from Romans 12 uh, about um, transform transformation by the renewing of your mind. But that's not what Paul said. He talked about um, run in such a way as to win. I, I buffet my body so that it will become my servant. And he... His, I, he knew we were physical beings, so you can't... Me, I know from in my mind exactly what it takes to lose weight and be in perfect physical condition. But that mental knowledge has not done anything <laughs> for... You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if I had practiced if for... If I could get myself, you know, for one week, I'm not going to eat a snack after dinner. And then after I got that down, then I'm going to say, well, I'm going to eat a healthy dinner for a week. And then it's a, it's a million small decisions that lead. And when you practice, that's, that's the Christian idea. We practice it. Does that make sense? And I think, and I think this also goes, you know, Tom, you know, one of his uh, things that he, he's, he's always stressed, which I think is, is quite brilliant, is that, you know, the Anglican tradition is sort of an aesthetical theology. Um, so we don't, you know, we don't have, you know, our, our, our dogma and doctrine, um, you know, is, is a little bit lighter, but what we do have is, is we have these spiritual aesthetical practices. We have these glimpses of, of beauty, um, that I think <clears throat> sort of really can, can help us in, um, you know, going the direction that, that, that we want to go. Give some examples of those practices, aesthetic practices. The, um, daily, the daily office. The daily office. Okay. Um, praying, 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 confession, um, reciting of the creed, um, fasting during Lent and so, Advent. So what we referred to as, and and uh, just in my notes here, I'm kind of like, okay, th this is what Christ Christian disciplines are. Um, also, Christian practices is kind of what you're referring to. So it's prayer, meditation, silence, fasting, um, as you said. And these, and by practicing these, 
disciplines. This is something just like as if you referred to your either, you know, you're working out or you're kind of doing, doing the Christian method of making yourselves more Christ-like, if you will. That Morning prayer is like going to the gym. Okay. Not supposed to feel like this big emotional high. It's supposed to be like going to the gym. It's supposed to be a little hard and it takes a little effort and it's uncomfortable a little bit but if but as you do it it gets easier and easier in it and you see a transformation it's a positive habit that yes. word habit we haven't said habit yet but um you know and that's that kind of thing uh i think you referred to it <laughs> and for me i'm like oh yeah yeah that bowl of cereal right before i go to bed that's my problem i can't eat the bowl of cereal <laughs> right before i go to bed tom you said something about that eating sweets or whatever it was and you you know in your mind what you can and can't do in order to lose weight you know in your mind i do we know in our mind where we're headed on the christian path is that something that we know ourselves um you know or is this and this is where guilt can creep in and i don't like that but it's you know guilt's guilt for a reason too um but it's like okay what is you know i think a, a common phrase i've heard in the past is what is your prayer life like right do you do you guys ask people that <laughs> i i do do you yeah okay yeah and they say well, I try to pray every night before I fall asleep, or I, you know, pray before dinner, Our which father. is great, <laughs> right? Well, and 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 uh, Justin, you were a musician, sort of. Uh, <laughs> you, Ouch! You, scre- you 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 screamed on stage to drums and guitars. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so so it's a little bit right. So it's, so it's a little bit like a, a musician, right? So you're you're sitting there and you're playing, you know, you, you know the song, you got you're playing the song, but what happens when you, you know you, you you miss you know you miss a transition? Or, right. You know, I don't. I'm not a music. No, that's good. That's good. You're good. Yep. You know, and, and and so suddenly you're in there and it's like, oh no, you know what 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 do I do? Well, if you've practiced and you know it and you've played with this band far enough you sit there and go okay well i know that if i do this this person's going to be able to you know i i, I make fun of justin because he was in a in a heavy metal band at at, at one point and <laughs> heavy metal music is my least favorite of all <laughs> so sorry metallica's pretty good nice going <clears throat> to see them soon pretty happy to say <laughs> Um, no, you're absolutely right, and which is funny is because um, I, I punish our poor children in our children's chapel, and um, and like I broke out some songs recently for the upcoming season, and I just thought, you know what, I've got these in the bag, I know these, I couldn't find a key or a note one. <laughs> So that's a great example, and I had uh, I had my co-teacher was just cracking up. I mean, it was it was terrible. And, uh, of course, I turned it into a lesson, but <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, but it was. It was just absolutely – I had not pulled them out since last year. And uh, it was like, whew, got to practice, got to practice. So, all right, that's good. Um, I, I, we headed down the practice, the discipline, the habit road. Uh, I think so, there's – go ahead. So, Justin, my, my liturgy teacher in seminary said this brilliant thing. He was filling in and teaching theology – well, our theology professor was on sabbatical, and he said, 
you know, if you're in the evangelical world and you say, well, who's your greatest theologian? They might point to some systematic theologian like Knox or Calvin or Karl Barth even. If you're in um, the Catholic world, they'll point to somebody like Thomas Aquinas. Which, But if you're in the Anglican world, they're going to point to somebody like George Herbert. And he was primarily a poet. I and so talked the, about this in another we, episode too. Oh, we did. Yeah. Oh, wow. dang it. It's okay. Forget. It's okay. Keep going, Tom. I'm sure you know rep, the habit of reminding. We, we've been talking about repetition, and so okay, <laughs> that's right. So the point is, is just that um, it's not about filling your head with knowledge. It's about changing your practice. Um, and if you want to read a lot of brilliant stuff, go read George Herbert. Read his book, Country Parson. And you'll see this uh, life shaped by practice and then how that practice changes you, which I think is so freeing for me because I used to think I had to know everything and I wasn't going to be a good Christian until I knew everything and had all the answers. And the whole point is that faith is not knowing and walking into that knowledge and trust, lack of knowledge and trust, and then, but then still living like Jesus, you know. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, Vern? Ernest <laughs> 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 <hardest> P. World. <laughs> I do. It's good. Um, okay, I think this is a good start. I I, I like the practices idea. Um, it's something to, to... And just listening to this is kind of funny because it's rejuvenating me um, in my own practices and reflecting on them and what I do and what I don't do. So um, I think we can develop this a little bit more, too, and get into uh, more ideas in the area of virtue. So let's pause here, and uh, we'll see if we can pick this up maybe on another episode. Thank you all for listening, always, and may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.